Today is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spaulding. On today's episode, Bashir announces $15 million for infrastructure and education in Northern Kentucky. Park Hills foresees need for traffic help amid backup after I-75 shutdown. And Kentucky Judicial Committee expresses concern over Fisher Supreme Court campaign. The Link Daily Headlines podcast is sponsored by CVG Airport. CVG Airport has been serving the community for 75 years, and to celebrate this special milestone, the airport is inspiring travel once again with a year-long travel dream sweepstakes. Every month, one lucky winner is chosen to receive an airfare voucher with one of CVG's many airline partners to help make their travel dreams come true. You can learn more about CVG's 50-plus non-stop destinations and enter for a chance to win at cvgairport.com slash cvg75. Bashir announces $15 million for infrastructure and education in Northern Kentucky, reported on by Link NKY staff. Governor Andy Bashir announced Tuesday over $15 million in funding for infrastructure and education in Northern Kentucky. Today's awards will help our students, our seniors, and everyone in between, Bashir said. World-class companies are choosing Kentucky because of our world-class workforce, and that means we have to keep investing in education, as well as our infrastructure and support for families, to make Kentucky an even better place to live and work. Here is how the awards, which total $15,663,176, break down by county. Boone County Bashir granted $4,763,200 to Boone County Schools, through the Better Schools program. The funding will be used to renovate, expand, and add programming at the Ignite Institute in Erlanger. Campbell County. The Northern Kentucky Water District will receive $1 million to support nearly four miles of waterline extension that will bring clean water service to 56 households for the first time. Newport Independent Schools is receiving $2.1 million to renovate the high school's graphic arts, art, and Mac lab and create a space for new culinary pathways program. The city of Newport is receiving $764,560 to rehabilitate the Grand Towers Senior Housing Multifamily Housing Building. The rehab will include the replacement of two elevators that provide handicap accessibility for residents. Kenton County Covington Independent Schools was awarded $4,925,000 to renovate the Chapman Vocational Center, including renovating the restrooms, replacing the lockers, replacing the electric system, and renovating the science labs. The city of Fort Mitchell is receiving $910,000 for the Fort Mitchell Redwood School and Rehabilitation Center project, which provides educational, therapeutic, and vocational services to adults with severe disabilities. The funding will be used to update the building to prevent the spread of COVID-19. This includes installing new sinks and washing stations, adding easily sanitized flooring, renovating unused space to allow for social distancing, and installing a new filtration system for purifying the air. Kenton County is receiving $155,116 to repurpose waste tires and apply a new thin asphalt overlay layer onto county roads. Thin asphalt overlays utilizing rubber-modified asphalt have been shown to reduce noise and are more resistant to cracking and rutting. They also increase the life of the roadway by 7 to 10 years. 
Finally, the Northern Kentucky Water District will receive $1 million to support a five-mile water line extension that will bring clean water service to 81 households for the first time. Park Hills foresees need for traffic help amid backup after I-75 shutdown, reported on by Patricia A. Shire. Park Hills City Council held a discussion on traffic at their caucus meeting last week, with the mayor and council members still reeling from the amount of gridlock traffic in their city as a result of a fatal accident on Interstate 75 in the early morning hours of Sunday. Before the accident on Sunday, I really wanted to talk about street calming and bridge traffic for the bridge project, which is due to start in about a year or so, Mayor Kathy Zimbrot said. She indicated that due to the location of Park Hills, the city might bear the brunt of the restrictions of traffic as the new bridge is being constructed. Since the fatal accident on Sunday shut down I-75 North for hours, traffic backed up Dixie Highway, leaving a massive parking lot, and frustrated drivers tried to find another way out by using narrow residential streets unaccustomed to having so many cars or 18-wheelers for that matter. Zembrot said she liked the idea of getting more agencies involved, mentioning that she thought the more ideas, the better. Councilman Joe Shields agreed. Shields acknowledged that he is not a traffic engineer, and since the bridge project is going to be extensive enough that all the cities in the area are going to queue up to receive help, they ought to be one of the first in line. Councilman Pam Spoor agreed with getting professionals on board. On Sunday, with that tragic accident, it was just awful, she said, but the handling of the traffic rerouting was not good. Councilmember Sarah Froelich said that there are so many communities along the Dixie Corridor which will be affected by the bridge project that there might be a coordinated county effort among the cities to obtain help. Steve Elkins agreed and brought up that a representative from OKI or the Brent Spence Bridge Project will be coming to the December meeting. <music> Kentucky Judicial Committee expresses concern over Fisher Supreme Court campaign, reported on by Mark Payne. The Kentucky Judicial Conduct Committee is again expressing concern over the campaign of Joseph Fisher, a candidate for the Supreme Court in the 6th District, who is running against incumbent Michelle Keller. The concern comes from the Fisher campaign announcing four campaign stops with 4th District Congressman Thomas Massey, a Republican from Lewis County, in the district where Fisher is running for office. Fisher announced that he would campaign with Massey, whose 4th Congressional District makeup closely resembles that of the 6th District Supreme Court seat. All but three of the counties that are entirely in Massey's district are also in the district in which Fisher is running, the JCC said in a statement. The 6th District comprises Boone, Bracken, Campbell, Carroll, Gallatin, Grant, Kenton, Oldham, Owen, Pendleton, Shelby, and Trimble counties. Earlier in the summer, the JCC chided Fisher over his campaign, referring to himself as the conservative Republican, using elephants in campaign literature and running on a partisan platform for a judicial seat that's traditionally nonpartisan. When judicial candidates emphasize their affiliation with a political party, they erode long-held American principles of judicial independence and fairness, the committee wrote in August. Last week, the United States Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit said that the Kentucky Judicial Conduct Commission couldn't investigate complaints against Fisher. My opponents wanted to prevent voters from learning about my conservative political background, Fisher said in a release. However, the Sixth Circuit's decision affirms my right to tell voters about my record of being a registered Republican and conservative legislator, as well as my endorsement by Kentucky Right to Life. The committee is a nonpartisan group created to monitor the judiciary's integrity in Kentucky judicial elections. Chair Anthony Wilhold and the 12-member group penned the August letter and the latest complaint. 
the committee has focused its public statements on campaigns that used false or misleading information to persuade voters and believes its work has discouraged such campaigning, the complaint reads. Now it voices concern about partisanship out of fear that this trend will undermine the independence of the judiciary and thus undermine its integrity. Citizens should be able to expect their disputes that end up in court will be decided by an impartial tribunal that is not influenced by political affiliations. Keller has also expressed concern over Fisher's campaign. Judges by nature are rule makers and rule followers, Keller said in August. It worries me that anyone would aspire to be a judge to blatantly disregard the long-standing rules of the office he or she seeks because that's what I think is happening. And those are the headlines we are following for Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast is published Monday through Friday and can be heard on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to subscribe and share. Have a comment about the podcast or know a story you think we should cover. Email me, mspalding, at linknky.com. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening around Northern Kentucky, visit linknky.com.